Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of RN.FM Radio. We want to thank you for spending your Monday with us, or whatever day you happen to be listening to us, archived. Either way, we're working hard to bring you valuable content that makes you better both personally and professionally. If you're looking to feel uplifted, motivated, and ready for something that moves the needle for you, then you're in the right place. Welcome. I'm Kevin Ross here in my studio in Colorado. My fellow co-host, Keith Carlson, typically is in New Mexico in his studio, but unfortunately he can't be with us this evening as he is practicing a little self-care for himself. But I know he's here in spirit, and if anything, he'll be here when he listens to the archive show. He better, anyway. Tonight, we have such an amazing guest. And we're going to light it on fire. I just know we are. Um, so if I'm coming in a little muffled, it's because I just melted my mic. So you better call in and let me know that you can't even hear me so I can change the equipment out here. The call-in number is 347-308-8064. Now, of course, we'll give the typical spiel here. Um, you can certainly find us on tweetchat.com forward slash room forward slash RNFM radio, and that's hashtag RNFM radio. I've got my friend and uh, I'd like to say colleague uh, from at Nurse Friendly out there, Andrew Lopez. Andrew, thank you so much for running that for me uh, since I'm running solo this evening. And of course, if you're not catching us live here on Blog Talk Radio, then you can certainly find us archived on Blog Talk Radio for tonight's show or any show that we have uh, in the past, over the past year here. I believe this might be something like episode 31 or 32. It's pretty amazing. Anyway, but find us on iTunes as well at RNFM Radio. So if you go into iTunes, uh, search under podcasts, and then type in RNFM Radio, all one word. And then, of course, I can't forget about our uh, guys and gals over at promednetwork.com. Uh, they can, uh, they're also hosting us over there. So that's promednetwork.com forward slash RNFM Radio. And again, the call in number is 347. 347- 308-8064. Now, here's the deal. Because I'm flying solo tonight uh, with this really dynamic guest, if you call in, um, you know, be prepared. I might bring you in on the air. So, I mean, typically we screen the callers, so I might just have to bring you in because, unfortunately, it might be difficult for me to screen callers. But certainly hit us up on Tweet Chat. Again, hashtag RNFM Radio if you have any questions or comments. Anyway, let's, gonna, let's just go ahead and dive right in because I'm so excited. I've been thinking about this show for quite a while now. I'm really excited. So, all right. Tonight, this evening, or whatever time you're listening to us, uh, wherever you may be, Jamie G. Doggerty received her holistic health coach certification from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and in Columbia University and is accredited by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. With her private and corporate practice, she offers uh, support to individuals and large groups nationwide. Jamie speaks on topics of eating well, unadulterated self-care, body love, and authenticity while maintaining and enhancing your life each and every day. She inspires ladies and adventurous men. Thank you, Jamie. And get, and get back in the kitchen through exciting, tasty, and often hilarious cooking classes. And actually, I've seen her on the video. She is pretty hilarious. Jamie writes snazzy self-care articles, food stories, and too-good-to-be-true recipes on her blog and writes on other websites and online magazines. She's written two digital cookbooks, Spring Forward to a New You, and How to Savor the Holidays While Saving Your Waistline and Sanity. They continue to fly off the metaphorical shelf, as she likes to call it. And, of course, you can find her on jamieliving.com. We'll be plugging that site throughout this evening. But right now, you're going to find her on here with me on RN.FM Radio. Jamie, Welcome. Hi, I don't. You are my man for intros. I'm never getting introduced by anyone else. Well, that was that was awesome. 
Yep, you know where you you know where you can find me. I'm around. I know. This is awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here to be chatting chatting up. Well, yeah, that's that's the deal. You know, it's I mean, it's a radio show. It's information, content, it's the good stuff. But yeah, it's about chatting it up, just having a conversation, see how it evolves, how you know how we dialogue and just mix it up. I'll tell you what, I really am on fire. Maybe it's because it's hot here in Colorado, and I'm wearing like long pants, and maybe I need to kind of dress for the occasion. Sipping a glass of wine, and some water here, and gonna relax into the conversation. And so, Jamie. I'm glad to have given you that introduction. Again, I've been waiting so long to have you on the show. So why don't we just dive right in with some of the stuff that we ask a lot of our guests. What is up with you? Tell us about yourself. What's your, how you became an entrepreneur and a body coach. Right. What's my deal? Well, um, I got started, actually. I was an event planner for years, and then I had some pretty serious health problems. I actually was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And I decided to, along with taking my doctor's recommendations, I also looked at what I could do for my body from a holistic standpoint. So I changed my food. I changed kind of the way I was engaging. I looked at my stress levels. I looked at my exercise regime and really was able to shift what was going on in my body, the intense amount of inflammation that was going on. And then after I was able to do that, I found that everyone was always asking me, like, Jamie, what what are you doing? What are you eating? Like, your skin looks so good. Your hair is so great. Like, how does this all work for you? And you seem, like, relatively calm. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is what I do. So I went back to school for holistic nutrition and opened my practice almost five years ago. And I love it. I absolutely adore what I do. And my I, pray, I do work with adventurous men and primarily mission-driven women, Those those women that they have – dreams and desires and passion and they are so ready for it and yet what keeps them from fully either getting what they want or appreciating what they've created is how they feed their body and how they think about their body right right no i mean that's that's amazing i mean you kind of wrapped it up all in one but that's not the end of the show because it's not just that i know you (laughs) um you know so the interesting thing so you know, we're kind of talking about you stepping out on your own. I mean, you know, the ignition, the spark, not just the ulcerative colitis that was flaming or firing up, but you started your own business venture. I mean, you mm-hmm. kind of dove in and got that. So, you know, uh, so you got you, you went to school, you got your certification, and then you, you hung your own shingle. Then what? What happened? Well, a lot of people, whenever anyone would, would meet me in the beginning, I'd tell them, oh, I'm a food and body coach. They're like, oh, so you work for a doctor's office. No, oh, so do you work with a chiropractor? No, I work for myself. And that was a really big decision for me. I knew that I didn't want to be an employee anymore. And I realized, I think that most entrepreneurs realize this, they're not that great at being employees. Like I'm just I'm just not. Um because I I like to run the show. I like to do the whole thing and and it was scary to really decide I'm putting myself out there, but there was always this thing in the back of my mind that whatever job I had been in before I started my own practice, I knew that I knew that it just wasn't it. I just knew it in my body. Like what is coming next? What's my other option? And I tell my clients, you know, that's kind of your spark, that's your drive, that's your passion. And if you are in a position where you feel like where I'm at isn't where I want to be, you might 
you might need to look elsewhere. You might need to branch out into, you know, this amazing world called entrepreneurship, which now that I, you know, I used to just say, oh, I'm just a business owner. And now I'm like, no, I'm a full-blown entrepreneur, and I wouldn't call myself anything else. Yeah, I mean, you own it, girl. I mean, like I said, I've I've been to jamieliving.com. I've watched your videos, and you really, you do own that brand, your brand. Um, yeah. And again, that's, you know, when I'm when I'm talking to, uh, whether it's a nurse or non-nurse out there who's looking to, um, you know, be an entrepreneur, uh, you know, they talk about that that burning desire, that burning or that something, and I'm like, well, first off, make sure you don't have heartburn or some sort of GI <laughs> issue. Get checked out first. Yeah. Everybody, then, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, um, once you get checked out, make sure that it's not a health issue because maybe it is. Because you know, to be honest, Jamie, a lot of individuals out there. Um, I would say personally for myself that that's not the path that I took as far as um, I felt unhealthy and so I had to like get away from the bedside of nursing. Um, and again, oh, and, and, and for our listeners out there, Jamie is one of our few, maybe our first non-nurse out there. But again, not to discredit her, this girl knows some stuff. I mean, uh, she knows. I, I mean, I am – we're privileged to have her on the show this evening. And so you, you need to listen to what this girl has to say because she's going to rock it for you. But <laughs> anyway – um, you know, that's the peace, the passion, the, the desire, the burning, the, not, again, outside of heartburn and, and what's going on in the gut. You um, you executed. You, you got it going. And, yeah. you know, that's great. And so it sounds like I'm pretty sure that, you know, you're helping people do that every day. So what, you know, we, we like to ask on the show, what are some of the top pieces of advice? Um, and typically we say what you would give nurses, but... Are you working with individuals out there that are wanting to start their own business or that are passionate about something that they want to start their own business or project or joint venture or whatever? What advice are you giving them out there um, yeah. if they want to become entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. I actually I thought about this one for mm-hmm. for a bit for you. All right. um, the, the first thing that I always tell my my clients is to make a list of your passions, make a list of what your, you believe your purpose to be in this life, and then make a list of what your business entrepreneurial ideas are. So you've got three lists, passion, purpose, and business ideas. And what you want to do is see where those three come together. Because often people are driven to entrepreneurship or owning a business because they want to be their own boss and they want to make more money than they're currently making. And money is great, but it only gets you so far. You really the the way of making a business that is lasting forever or that feeds you mind, body, and soul is to make sure that it it is a viable business in line with your passion and your purpose. So I always tell my people to make those three lists and see what comes up and how you can connect the dots. Right. Number number two is that I always tell my people and and myself to always have hope and faith. Now this is not blind hope and faith just like thinking about this business and then hoping it falls into your lap, but really putting things into place and doing it with perseverance and love and in a smart, strategic way. And then from there, just having faith and hope that what your goodness is creating will unravel for you and kind of unfold. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And then the third is to get support. I cannot tell you how many entrepreneurs they think, or you know, solopreneurs, 
Um, this is a new term that I've come across, the solopreneur. Um, they just think that they have to do it all by themselves. Like, they've got to be the genius who knows it all. It's like, no, you're, you're, you are an expert at your thing. And from there, you get support on every other thing. So whether it's you're not that great at tech, you hire a tech person. Let's say you hate writing, but you need copy for your website, hire a copywriter. I can't tell you how many people struggle with words to get on. Like, they never get to their website because they're like, what, what am I going to say? It's like there are people that do this. So getting support in the right areas is extremely, is extremely important. And then also getting support kind of emotionally. I mean, the biggest thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're putting yourself out there. Like, this is, especially if it's, if it's purpose-driven and passion-driven, you're out there. Everyone's seeing you. So you need to get support from people who, who are also on board with your vision. And, you know, they're on board, but they also give you, you know, information of, like, steer. maybe you want to go this way, maybe that way. You know, good, good feedback is also important. Right, right. And that's the one thing that I'm always telling uh, individuals that I'm, I'm coaching or mentoring is, and I've said this a number of times, Jamie, that I've left so much skin in the game that full appendages are out there somewhere on the streets <laughs> because I'm, miss, I'm missing full body parts because oh, I really God. left a lot in the game. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for, gosh, off and on for well over a decade. And then, of course, my current, as, as a nurse um, entrepreneur, I've, I've definitely been in business for uh, five years. And, you know, with all that experience, it doesn't matter how savvy, um, you know, I thought I was. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that, that do. I mean, experience is really what you get, um, you know, over the years as you do leave some of that skin in the game and you're able to tweak things and evolve and adapt and you do learn. Um, I've certainly learned from my mistakes. And, I, and it sounds like, you know, you've got it tuned in. You know, you can help people dial that in. And that's what I try to do for them as well is try to dial that in and really hone in on what you're good at. Because I spoke to somebody just the other day and they're like, you know, I want to do this, but I know I don't know anything about technology or website right. development or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I bet you you can get on the interwebs and you can Google it and find something, you know, someone out there, go to Elance or Odesk or or ask someone who did they use um to to do PR or the website or Whatever you want to do, promotions, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're working on your brand and what you're supposed to be doing. What, you're the expert. Focus on what you're the expert in yeah, um, and deliver that. But, you know, certainly help get the help with the messaging piece because, yeah. And then there are people out there that, you know, can build great, you know, it's either one or the other. They can build a website, but then they don't know how to fill it with content. It's like they have all these ideas they want to say, you know, but they, they don't know how to really put it into words. Or vice versa, they have like all this content and no way to put it up there. So exactly. Well, and, you know, right. and, and there's a delicate balance too because I feel like part of entrepreneurship is that I, I especially I see this with my clients is that people get really wrapped up in perfection. Mm. Like it's got to be perfect. I'm not putting anything up unless it's perfect. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Sometimes good is great. Like if there are no typos. And if it's if you just need to create something so that people just know what you do and then you kind of hone your message from there. You know, brands, especially for smaller entrepreneurs, we we have a lot of flexibility. We can right. we're allowed to change things. You know, we're allowed to change colors on our website and our logo and our message. Like that's what's so great is that we can constantly morph and change. So it's 
don't get wrapped up in, in the perfection piece. All right, so, so that's my fourth tip. Don't get wrapped up in perfection. Well, I, I love that. And, you know, I've, I've been on um, webinars, teleseminars, and discussions uh, with some of my, my colleagues out there. One of them, uh, Lori Radcliffe, she's um, a fitness nurse extraordinaire. And um, she's actually quoting another woman, um, but she was she was talking about building the plane while you're flying it. Now, I know that sounds kind of nuts, I mean, because technically, you know, hopefully the plane's working perfectly in that sense, you know, when you're up in the air. But, you know, I get the piece is that sometimes, you're, you know, you're, you're continuing to build and, and slowly building it, um, you know, as, as it's going along. Just make sure that you're, you're set up successfully so that you're delivering the, the right message as that expert. Um, but the little pieces, you know, it'll all come together. Um, it's interesting because, you know, one of my websites isn't necessarily, you know, totally blow your mind kind of thing. Um, but I know that my building my brand and, and the delivery of my services, that's what people wanted. And, you know, so I was focused in on that. And then the website stuff started coming later, building that. I mean, I had a presence, but it still needed to be a little more polished. Right. Um, you know, and here's here's an interesting tidbit to all the listeners out there. Uh, you know, Jamie and I, we, we were talking um, off the air, and I'm just going to bring this on the show. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, or I do, about collaboration. And she has this video that I was watching the other day about competition and collaboration and, um, you know, sort of like meeting people and getting involved. And you talk about the support system, and there's so many projects out there that I want to have my hands in. I really do. They're so exciting. But how do I turn that off? You know, and, and Jamie was, she was talking about that. Um I don't know. I mean, as far as, except for prioritizing in a list, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on that? You know, right. for me, you're telling yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you will find I have an opinion on everything. So, um, what what I generally say to my clients who want who are you know really creative types and want a finger in everything is that everything has its right time, and not everything's right time is right now. Amen. So, I mean, honestly, that's it. Because, I mean, we all, especially, you know, when we're out there and we are surrounded by entrepreneurial creative people, things get thrown at us all the time. I mean, I get offers every single day to collaborate on something. And I usually just have to check in, like, what's on my plate? What do I really want to do? And what am I doing because I think it might be kind of fun and then I kind of feel like I should do it? Like, whenever anything appears on your should list, get rid of it. Like, no shoulds. That's the beauty of being your own boss. There are no shoulds. Ooh, I love that. Like, you get to just do your thing. And so that's that's really how I like to navigate those waters of everything so much. I'm so passionate. I have so many ideas. Is really honing in on, yeah, the idea that everything has its right time. And it just may not be right now. This is great advice, Jamie. And you know, to everybody out there and probably who you come into contact with or any other entrepreneurs out there, or you can, you can be a non-entrepreneur. You don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur um, of any projects, ventures. Uh, but for myself, I mean, I, I'm going to take that advice because, you know, it was interesting. My business got to a point where I was able to say, you know what, I got a wait list or I just can't do it. But then, you know, Innovative Nurse started, RNFM Radio and other projects started coming in. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, wow, this is like another level. But... You know, I'm going to have to say out there publicly on the radio uh, this evening, if for some reason I can't collaborate with you or be involved, 
you know, I guess don't take it personally. Um, you know, because if if I can't put my all into it, if I can't put everything into it and stay well while I'm doing it, staying healthy and giving you everything that you hope for out of me, I hope anyway, um, certainly don't take it personally. Um, and, and maybe I'll just, like I said, I'll just lay it out there uh, on the air to tell everyone out there. But I will work as hard as I can if I'm working with you on a project or venture, some joint venture. I mean, I will. I'll put everything into it that I possibly can. And so, um, but yeah, I think I'm going to make no, or it's just not the right time, but maybe, you know, in the future, make that more of a mantra. So anyway, um, well, so it sounds like my typical day is crazy and unhealthy, and I've, I've said that so many times. What about your typical day? Can you kind of lay it out for us? What do you do? My typical day, yeah, I love talking about my day. My typical day um, starts between 5.30 and 6, and I get up and I I call it RPM. I rise, I pee, and then I meditate. And I've been doing that now for three years, and it has completely rocked my world and changed my life because I would wake up and the first my first thought would be, Oh God, what needs to happen today? Like, what, what's everything that I have to get done? So when I started, you know, RPMing, rise, pee, and meditate, I I now enter my day in a much more calm space, and I'm able to get things done actually more quickly and in a better, more focused way because I'm more calm. So I meditate and then I exercise. And then it depends on the day. There are certain days where it's a writing day. So I am writing blog posts and writing articles. I write for a number of different online magazines and print magazines. Um, so it'll be a writing day. Or another day will be a client day. So then I'll be talking to clients all day. Or then another day will be more of a media day, doing interviews or a photo shoot or something like that. And then my day usually ends at about 5 o'clock. And then I make dinner. And then I do what I do. See friends, go out. That's that's pretty much my day. Wow. Yeah. Now, so the so the so the meditative practice. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because we talked about meditation on here, and, and and a lot of people, you know, think there there's some sort of spiritual connection. Doesn't necessarily have to be a religious connection. Um, some individuals think, okay, you got to go like really deep where you don't hear anything or you don't say anything or you don't think anything. Like you just have to have a clear mind. And again, we had a, sh- uh, a guest on our show, Jerome Stone, uh, author of Minding the Bedside, who kind of talked a little bit about it. So what is – could we just dive in just briefly on that meditative practice? Like what what are you thinking about? What are you doing? <laughs> well, I don't know who can clear their mind. I have always found that to be ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I mean – I have a very active mind like most people. So my practice is actually one, it, it's mantra-based. So I have something that I'm saying over and over again in my head. And I have found that to be really helpful because before I started mantra-based, I was just doing the you know the meditative practice of like, when the thoughts come in, let them go out. It's like, nope, they're staying. So what, what the mantra does is it really, when those thoughts come in, you know, you're like, okay, what what's on my list of Tuesdays? Who I do I need to email? And then you remember, oh wait, I'm not saying my mantra. Okay, let me get back mm-hmm. to the mantra. And you get back to the mantra and the mantra and the mantra. Oh, what am I making for dinner? And then you you go off on another tangent, and then you come back to the mantra. So, um, I found that to be the most helpful in kind of creating calm. And and on good days, I'm I stay on my mantra. 
And on not-so-good days, I don't even remember what my mantra is. But, you know, the key is that just like with yoga or anything, um, it's a practice. You know, everyone's like, oh, I'm just not good at meditating. It's like no one's good at meditating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all just something that we practice that is mindfulness-based and gets our breathing to slow, our heart rate to slow, lowers our blood pressure, and gives us that 15 minutes to half an hour of just quiet time that isn't us passed out in bed or on the couch. Right, right. And I have to admit, I too have, well, yeah, I'll say that I've been in that camp where I felt like, gosh, I, because I, I thought, okay, am I supposed to have a clear mind? Am I supposed to like get these thoughts out of my head? And again, working with this, um, this uh, gentleman, uh, again, I, I kind of consider him a colleague here in Boulder, um, or hope to be, or soon to be. Um, and he was telling me, no, on the contrary, I mean, these thoughts are going to come in, um, you know, and, and at times you just embrace these thoughts. I mean, other times it's just, I have a lot of fluff in there and I'm like, God, get out of the way, move out of the way. Um, you know, but part of my routine was, yeah. I, and I, and I fell into this. Oh gosh. You know, I got the smartphone years ago. Um, and I dove into, you know, checking emails constantly and replying constantly. And then everybody's like, well, he's on, he's connected. Um, and they expected that. And so it was interesting when I used to get up in the morning, I love the RPM, uh, action you got going on there, but I found myself getting stressed out before I even got my day going because I would just look at my phone and think, oh my God, I just looked at all these work emails even before like, I, I really got out of bed. Yeah. And, you know, I decided like part of my routine is to not do that ever again because I would just get real just cranky. Yeah. You know, just like fussy pants or something all of a sudden because somebody <laughs> just like pants. got up in my grill on email or something <laughs> or just complaining. Right. You know? And my wife and my kids are like, dude, what is up? They're like, like, yeah, you know, it's I. What is? What am I doing? You know, I haven't even had my cornflakes yet. So have you have you instituted um, something to to help deal with that? I mean, because one of the things that I that I tell my clients is to send have a permanent away message that says, mm-hmm. "Thank you so much for your email. I check email from nine to ten in the in the morning and from six to seven at night." So I'll get back to you within, you know, 48 hours or whatever. Um, But just because, like you said, when you set a precedent of, like, I'm always on, I'm always connected, Mm -hmm. then when you don't get back to people, they're like, what the heck's up? Yes. It's it's interesting because I had recently, and of course in my line of business, at least my medical consulting company, I've actually had to institute not necessarily an auto-reply, but to let everybody know that my business consults with, uh, the agencies and organizations, I've let them know that first and foremost, there are no such things as emergency emails, especially when it comes to medical questions. <laughs> Please pick up the phone and call me right. or call the doc or 911 or whatever it is. Right. Um, and I have instituted that whole thing of as business has grown, I, you're still important to me. I'm focused on, on um, what your needs are and what the patient's needs are. But I'm getting more and more emails, and so if it's something that is really pressing, you're going to have to call me um, or you know, at least leave me a voicemail, and I will definitely return that as promptly as possible. But you're right. I mean the emails, you know, I, I sometimes can't get to them for 
a couple of days. So if it yeah. is something really pressing, please pick up the phone. I do. I talk like – I would say I don't talk like teenagers today because they all text. I text a lot, but I talk like we were back in the day, teenagers talking for hours. I talk a lot on the phone. Um, and I try to make myself readily available for those conversations. Um, they don't seem to take as much energy sometimes because – for whatever reason, I guess I just like to talk. Plus, I can do it on the road, um, hands-free, of course. Um, <laughs> but I, I do. Like when I wake up in the morning, the only thing that I do is I just look at my phone and look at some of like the spam that I need to get rid of or like sales that are going on or something stupid. I don't know. But it's not always. But I definitely don't do any work-related emails or anything that I need to answer until I've gotten up, done what I need to do, the routine, gotten some breakfast and hung out with my kids, and then I hit the ground running. Once they go to school and it, there's no emergencies going on, you know, then I then I give it some time. But yeah, I, you know, I get up early and I was just, I was starting at like five thirty, just doing the email thing. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, which ridiculous. is the worst. I I did that for a few months where I would get sucked into my email at like five thirty or six in the morning, and then I I wouldn't. I wouldn't meditate. I wouldn't work out. I wouldn't do anything. It just, it would just, the entire morning would get sucked away. And then right. the afternoon is filled with clients or interviews or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I, oh. a, you, ha, you have to lay, you know, the key to being, there are many keys to being a successful entrepreneur, but one of them is really putting your body first. If you do not put your body first, nothing will work properly. Nothing. Right, right. I mean, it didn't matter how awake I thought I was at 5.30. Some people are like, hit me up at like 10 or 11 in the morning, like, dude, what in the, what was that email you just sent out? What did you just say? <laughs> and I go back and read it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I sound like a total tool. <laughs> Let me like retract that, and let me like start all over again. So that's the thing about productivity. I wasn't even being productive, because I had to like go back and say, oop, I didn't mean to say that. That was silly. Totally, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so... Well, I'm, you know, I, I hear you, and I, I love the idea of the autoresponder, or maybe the disclaimer at the end of all my emails. Like, hey, listen, because I do, I get quite a few, and I have several email accounts. Every email is important to me. All the communication is important to me. It just, but if I'm turned on constantly and I don't disconnect, disengage, extricate myself, I'm not going to be there for you very long because my self care is in the toilet. Exactly. So, anyway, but now speaking of the collaboration projects what are you doing what are you actually doing for yourself for your business to attract clients or partners for your business right so a few things one is that i'm always speaking and doing interviews like this um i love it so that makes it really easy and it's the best way of people getting to meet me know me see me um, I also do, as you saw, a bunch of videos, and I, especially now as you know, things are just moving so quickly in the business arena that you know, video is where it's at. That is the best way for people to be able to connect and understand who you are, what your brand is, get a feeling for you because people don't purchase the way that they used to. People now purchase out of relationships, and so if they like you, if they if they feel your authenticity and they feel connected to you, there's no selling. It just happens. Right. And that's, that's, you know, a big key in terms of what I do in my work because I'm, 
I'm very committed to the success of my clients and getting their bodies on board for their big plans. Like that's that is so integral into my core being and so I put that into my you know, my online persona so that people know like, oh, this is what Jamie's about. Um I also, you know, besides speaking, I also do a lot of different workshops. I have a cooking class coming up actually I'm so excited about in on Sunday. No, on Saturday. Ooh, yeah, give us the deets. How can oh, it's so much that? fun. So Hi. it's a um if anyone lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, it's happening at a private estate in wine country on Saturday and it's called the Girls Garden Party. It's so much fun. It's basically sixteen women. We all get together in the, at this private, like palatial estate, make gorgeous food together, talk about food, talk about body, talk about friendship, talk about how all this interplays with our bodies and our big plans, and then we eat in their garden, which overlooks um, a bunch of different vineyards. Love it. Yeah, Mm. it's pretty special. So all of that information is um, at jamieliving.com. It's under cooking. jamieliving.com, under cooking. You got to check it out. Man, that that sounds and you know what I love. Here's the interesting piece. You know, so you do talk about the videos, and of course, if you're not, I didn't mean to interject. If 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 you have some other stuff that you want to talk about in that section, please feel free. But when you were at the farmers market, I loved, you know, watching you, and you know, food can be beautiful, you know, prepared and raw, and and you know, going to local far, you know, local markets. You get to know about the food. You get to know about where it's coming from, what it, you know, where it's been, and, and of course, you know it's where it's going to go. Uh, <laughs> right. But you connect your food in another way, and so, and I love that little. Now, what what do you call that? I had that pulled up. What is that little um, kind of tagline that you have for when you when you're doing those little videos or those little uh, tidbits? Is that like? Oh, uh, seasonal bites. Seasonal bites. I love that. Love yeah, they're um, on my website under um, sweet videos. If you look on the right hand side, it says sweet videos, and those are those are where you'll where you'll find the seasonal bite videos. Which I I am so and I'm I'm a, I'm a little obsessed with food. I love food so much, and I love going to the farmers market. It's just it's just candy for the eyes, and then you take it home, and it's candy for your mouth. It's just the best. Right, right. No, I. I couldn't agree more. Um, it, it's great to, at least here in Colorado, to live in a place where we do try to promote sustainability. Uh, for, you know, from an ecological standpoint, we do try to support local businesses and, of course, the farmers here. Uh, the area that I live in, outside of Boulder, there's a lot of farms here, so a lot of people have uh, roadside uh, tables set up to to sell, and sometimes even for free you know, give away their fruits and veg. And then, of course, we do have farmer's markets pretty much nonstop around here. Um, and so I think that's a great way, you know, when you're when you're consulting, at least in my opinion, uh, to try to help somebody do that that makeover is to take them to the farmer's market um, because it does. It just the food comes alive, and you can see the people come alive. It's like fun, you know, not necessarily a daunting task, but it just becomes like so much fun. It, it is. I actually just 
had lunch with a client today and what I did one of one of the I work with one-on-one individuals as well and there are a few different ways that people can work with me and one of them is called the all access Jamie day where I come to your house I we sit down we do a full intake I go through your kitchen and your pantry and then we go to the farmers market together and shop and then come back and cook it's like it's it's the best day ever and she was just saying how after doing that day with me she and her husband now shop every single week together at the farmer's market and now it's not a chore it's just fun it's something that they have brought into their life that now they love sharing together which of course just tickled my toes i just i was so happy to hear that so i think in a roundabout way you did a little like sort of relationship uh, oh don't even get me started i am i i should also throw like marriage counselor in there i i it's well and that's and that's actually the food is kind of like the trojan horse to be perfectly honest in my work i always talk to people about food but the really important stuff is getting under the food you know what why are your food choices what they are and how does that impact every single aspect of your life? Just like you said, like when you were doing your email before you even saw your kids, like you were kind of a crabby pants. Like, right. you know, and that I'm sure affected not only what you ate, but how your body digested it. And, I, you know, you have to get into all that stuff because it's not just about like eating kale and brown rice, like, or, you know, whatever. It's It's about really how you're engaging with that food and how – it's affecting multiple aspects of your everyday living. Right, right. And, you know, it is interesting when we, you know, you and I and and people out there who are trying to adopt or we have adopted, you know, the quote-unquote healthier, you know, lifestyles and choices, um, the things that matter for sustainability and just feeling good all around, you know, it's you want it to be infectious, I mean, that's the the kind of infection that you want to be, you know, that you want to have somebody sort of pick up. Um, And hopefully that the, you know, there is no cure in the sense that that infection, that attitude, that um, feeling so good, you know, day in and day out um, just continues on. And, you know, when I work with a client, you know, maybe you feel, you know, the same way. I mean, it's all it's all of a sudden like. I do get that whole like, oh my gosh, this guy's like a granola, a tree hugger. What in the world am I getting myself into here? <laughs> um, you know, and maybe you know you get that a little bit. Um, I don't know. I just speak for myself, and, and I'm you know from around an area where it's like if somebody shops at a natural food store, um, all of a sudden you're an expert. Um, you know, and I, and I make fun a little bit, but you, you just you want people to feel as good as you do. You know, when you're talking about you know colitis. And struggling with that, and you made a change, a shift, and you, you just you, you like have to say like you know I'm on fire here, and I just want you to know you could be the same way, you could feel so good, um, yeah. and it's you know in some in some cases it's a, it's a hard task or something difficult uh, to get started for some people, and then others are just like yes I'm a sponge I'm here I'm a bl- I'm a canvas blank canvas just paint me do whatever you got to do I'm ready. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it's just pe- how people tune in to you. Um, exactly. You well, know. I'm very lucky. I live, well, my work is all Skype and over the phone, so my clients are all over the world. But um, no one looks at me funny here only because I live in the Bay Area, so it's pretty much standard. Okay, okay. <laughs> pretty standard. Right. Everyone's kind of a hippy-dippy weirdo with food. <laughs> right, 
Right. I, we get that here. I get that here too. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's good. And, you know, I, I do, I, I work with, uh, I have worked with people in areas, um, gosh, I don't want to pick on anybody, you know, but I have worked from, with people from a distance in say the Southern Eastern, you know, Eastern South area, say the Carolinas and Georgia and the, you know, the very meat and potatoes. And I have to admit, I'm from Virginia myself, a lot of sugary foods, um, a lot of just kind of, you know, vegetable is corn. Um, like, no, it's a grain. Um, you know, <laughs> things, things, it's just, it's just amazing. You do have to work with, with, uh, various personalities and, and, you know, working with people, I mean, you kind of do have to be sort of a pseudo psychologist in a sense or counselor, not to say that I'm a licensed psychologist or anything, but you have to figure out the doors or the windows that you can go in to reach these, uh, individuals, but it's such an amazing thing when you do, and like you just see them light up, and then all of a sudden, like the volume just turns up to eleven. You know, just a little spinal tap reference there. I mean, you just yeah. crank the <laughs> oh, volume. Oh, I got up. it. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, you go on, sister. You have got it. And you know, and you, it's just, I just love seeing them run with it and just feeling so good, and and the follow up calls and the emails. Again, this isn't about me; it's about you. And so I hope, hopefully. You know, you're getting the same thing. I know you are. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be doing this. Yeah, no, I, I am. And and what I what I love the most, I think, is when people have those unexpected results. It's like they knew that they were going to feel better. But I have one client. She so every year I run I run a spring detox and I run a fall detox. And my fall detox is actually coming up in October, which I'm so thrilled about. All right, we'll give us the detail on that one. What, yeah, fall, well, October. Okay. It's October. It's starting actually the week of Halloween so that you don't have to get sucked into crappy candy this year. Like, you're just not even going to do it because you know you don't like it anyway. Like, no one likes that stuff. You only eat it because it's around and your kids have it. So this year I decided to run it over the week of Halloween. And I'm. if you want any information, if you just go to jamieliving.com and sign up for the free updates, you'll be on the list to get more information about it. But um, – she she did my spring detox, and she's like, you know, I felt better, I felt lighter, I felt more energized. She's like, but what was the weirdest was that going to work, I wasn't annoyed by my coworkers anymore. Like, I could have conversations with them, and they just didn't set me off the way that they normally do. And, I mean, she was thrilled, and I was thrilled, but that was an unexpected awesomeness that came from clearing out her body and her mind and really getting focused on what was going on inside of her. That is, that is so correct. Um, you know, I love hearing that sort of the unexpected benefits. I mean, of course we're going to feel better. I mean, all around, I mean, believe us, you will, but, but that's a little, that's an interesting little story, you know, just to say that, you know, these people just kind of I don't know. I was just really cranky, and they just kind of yeah. She was like, hell out yeah. She's like, normally, like the small talk in my office, I just cannot bear. But this entire week of detoxing, I'm in. Like it was fine. Wow. Yeah, I know. I I know. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know. I know you are full of ideas. How do you generate them? Like, where do they come from? And then, what is it that you do to take your own advice to execute? on some of that. Yes. So how do I, where do I get my ideas? Well, interestingly enough, a lot of my ideas come out when I'm doing two things, when I'm meditating and when I'm exercising. So I, whenever I'm meditating, if I know 
a, a, a hardcore meditator would say this is blasphemy. But when something comes in the, into my head and I lose my mantra and I'm and it comes in and it's like ding 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 ding, I pull out my phone, I write it down, and then I go back to meditating. So usually after every single meditation, I've got like three or four notes of, of like some, some awesomeness that now I need to do something with and, and create. And then also when I'm exercising, I always exercise or listen to music on my phone. So again, I can take notes because it's really creativity comes when you clear out the clutter. If you can clear out that mental clutter, creativity just kind of flows. Like what it is that you want to bring to the world just kind of comes out. Which, right. which is really exciting. But often when, we feel, when we're feeling creatively stuck, it's because we either have too much on our plate or we're not giving ourselves the kind of mental white space to settle in with what it is our creativity is trying to tell us. It's very hard to access creativity when you're stressed. It's like nearly impossible. Yeah, it's just a block. It's a roadblock. It's it's a total roadblock. Absolutely. Um, so so that that's some new ways or some ways I generate new ideas. Um, another is that I'm always I'm always reading. So I'm always reading articles or books on food, books on marketing, books on business, all that stuff because I want to see what other people are doing and be inspired by them to then have my own brilliant idea. Um, Another thing, too, when it comes to my ideas is that where I told you that, that you need to learn to say no when you have been asked to do too many things. When it comes to your ideas, though, this is where I don't say no. I, whatever idea I have, I write it down, and then I look over it. But many times we're so self-critical and we're always filtering our thoughts that some of the good stuff can't even get through. Right, right. Because you're like, nah, mm, I don't even have time for that. It's... You're like, nah, get it down, look at it, and really feel it out because – I mean, often we are more critical and more hard on ourselves than we are on anyone else. Yes, and I think that that's been said so many times, but it is—it's so true. It's, it's so, so true. true, and it, especially in terms of creativity, it is suffocating. It is suffocating. It is stifling, and you're like, why don't I have a great idea? It's like you do, you just won't let yourself have the space to let it out. Right. Right. It, it, you know, and it's interesting because I, I've even said sometimes, and you know, whether it's right or wrong, I just, I just sort of make a joke about it. But you know, I've said a couple times, like, you know, girl, your B game is really everybody else's A game, so you're just doing just fine. Don't you know? Don't cut yourself down. You know, of course, I shouldn't say that about everybody. You know, that everybody's kind of got this like you know average game or whatever. But you know, I do see people that have really stepped it up, have really turned the volume up, and they are really affecting change, and yet. They're just deconst- they're just deconstructing. I mean, they're pulling themselves apart. They're pulling you know pulling themselves down. They're hypercritical, and I see excellence, you know. But it is interesting, and I've done this to myself, where you know the same has been said, where someone says, "Man, you're doing some really great things," and and I think, "Gosh, I, I really got to go back to the drawing board. I, I don't know how I feel about this," and you're just tearing yourself apart inside and out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then and then that whole, you know, and then overwhelm comes in because you're like feeling stuck, but you're not doing what you feel like you should be doing. You feel overwhelmed, but then if you do get something out, then you have to perfect it. I mean, it's like this whole cycle. It's this whole cycle. So it's really about kind of stepping back and letting giving yourself the the mental space to let the creativity flow. And then lastly, I'm always looking at people that inspire me. I'm always looking for inspiration. And that's not you know, I think a lot of people worry that like if I'm if I'm following people, like does that mean that I'm 
you know, I'm going to copy them. Or You have to be very careful to not let your inspiration color your own creativity. But it's just that. It's inspiration. It kind of gets it gets the juices flowing, and you always want to have a good long list of people that inspire you. So, and that and that ultimately, you know, would be our next question. So, that does that seem to be one of the primary things that motivates you then to just continue definitely. on and seeing, be better? Yes, seeing what other people are doing definitely motivates me. It used to. It used to wig me out. I used to actually not look at what other people were doing because I would constantly compare myself. I was a total comparison queen. Like, how come he or she is doing that? Why aren't I doing that? What is my problem? And when I was able to kind of switch that mindset and really understand that, no, it's not about competition or comparing, it's about collaboration, then I was able to really open myself up to you know, feeling motivated by these people and feeling inspired by them, which which feels so much better than being critical. Right. Well, and I have to say that I love that word collaboration. I know. I know it, you do. I, I know. think it you're, a little, you're a little addicted. You're a little collaboration addicted. Yeah. I am. You know, but I guess what it, it comes down to, to both, you know, being a nurse and wanting to help, um, and as a business owner, seeing people struggle, you know, I just... I know I can't, but I want to help as many people as I can. I do get so much joy from it. But again, I, I do re- realize here on the show tonight, certainly what, what my co-host Keith Carlson has said and many others, is that I do have to focus on on taking care of me, being able to say no, being able to back away, because you know there are other people who can help too. I'm not the only one out here. Um, but you know, it's just it, it is. It's personally hard, but but I just I love collaboration because you know I know Jamie. You probably, not as a nurse, um, you know, I've talked about some lateral abuse and violence and sort of kicking the dog syndrome and, mm. you know, nurses kind of wanting something better. And um, I don't want to say better, but something different or something they're passionate about. But you had mentioned that some of your clients are nurses. Um, many. I've had many yeah. clients that are nurses. And I love, I mean, I love working with nurses primarily because they're such givers, you know, they're caregivers. And so when you're able to actually turn that giving of care on yourself, I mean, it's amazing what happens. It's it's ridiculous because it's almost I feel like that that's like the nurse's secret power. It's like your super stealth power of being able to care for others and then when you when you give it to yourself, nothing's stopping you. It's just it just all kind of explodes. And I I think that that nursing is so it's so important and I think it's such a skill. I mean, a, to be a good nurse is a skill. I mean, you've got to have I mean, especially like you were saying, connecting with with patients. It's I mean, that's you're being a counselor in your in your own way. Besides then caring yeah. for their health. You know, and all of that if not properly monitored can take can be an energy suck. Can be like a vampire draining you. And so right. it's really about then looking looking at where you can begin to put yourself first and stop throwing yourself under the bus for the sake of your boss or your business or patients or whatever it is. Well, and I have to put it out there. Any nurses listening out there, anyone really, um, feel free to call in 347-308-8064. I hadn't mentioned the number in a while because we just keep dialoguing here. I mean, it's just back and forth. But – Everybody listen to Jamie. Again, this is coming from 
I, you know, technically, quote unquote, a non-nurse um, talking about basically a lot of the things that we talk about on the show um, as nurses, you know, from other nurses. You know, Jamie, what you're talking about uh, is, is caregiver burnout. Uh, we yeah. often discuss it where we give, we give, we give, and we're really good at it when it comes to our patients. But our ourselves, oh my gosh, we neglect ourselves so much, and and that's what that's why you're helping us. Right, uh, but it's not, you know, it's about giving. But I also think that, you know, m- part of that is not knowing how to receive. I would agree with that as well. I think that that is a great um, statement. Because, to be honest, for me personally, I've I've given, I've I've been a caregiver. I do, I take care of. But yeah, when somebody does it for me, like even for myself, like I I have to like really tune in and say, you know, dude, you've got to like step it up and and give yourself something, do something for you. But you know, I I often have situations where I know others have tried to do for me, and I just like, nah, I got it, I'm good. I'm not used to that. I'm not right. used to people taking care of things for me. Yeah. Well, because receiving also means softening and relinquishing a bit of control. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> most entrepreneurs, they are entrepreneurs because they like things a certain way. They are kind of control freaks. And yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs wear that as a badge of honor. You know, this is not my control freak. This is my thing. But yeah. what it keeps them from, from doing is actually really being able to receive what else is out there, which makes them better business owners, better people, healthier in their mind, body, and spirit. Boy, it's like you're praising the gospel here. I'll tell you, you are saying the right things for sure. Um, <laughs> because again, as as an entrepreneur, you know, yeah, when I first started out, um, and, and again, as a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, as we we you know, as you refer to them, as yeah, we we are control freaks. And, you know, it's like, ooh, don't touch that. Ooh, don't do that. Change. Ooh, what do you mean change? Got to run that by me. Wait, I'm a solopreneur, so I'm running it by myself. (laughs) You know, you get, it just gets nuts. And um, relinquishing some of that control to allow somebody else to do that. Because guess what, everybody? There are other businesses out there, small businesses, new businesses, and other entrepreneurs that feel the same way as far as control. And they want to do a good job for you. They want to, you know, if it's like if it's like a product or service that you need to kind of buy into or, or contract out or, you know, uh, you know, make an investment to have somebody else do it for you, they too want to be successful at their business, but also for your business as well, um, you know, because obviously that success, you know, helps them as a business if you're successful, you know, because they're like, you know, I helped you do that, so it's okay to accept some of that help. Um, especially as a, as a new entrepreneur, and even if you're seasoned, um, you know, like myself, I too need to spend a little more time just saying, you know what, I'm open to you helping me. I feel like seasoned seasoned professionals probably need more help because they have mm-hmm. even more going on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got so many people asking, you know, one of the things that happens when you're just starting is that, you know, the phone doesn't ring that much. But then once yeah. once you get going, the phone doesn't stop bringing in the emails, don't stop coming, and that's when you really do need the support. Mm-hmm. You do, you do. To 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 be sustainable in a successful business, you do. Otherwise, Absolutely. you're just going to crash and burn. You know. Well, it was interesting because so you know we're talking about um, you know the body is the biggest business asset. You know, so in in terms, I know you've kind of talked a, a little bit about it, but you know, what does that mean in your terms, in Jamie terms, um, what you're telling people? Right. So basically what I tell my 
amazing mission-driven women is that if your body isn't working, nothing will. It's as simple as that. And when I say, I mean, you can not be in perfect health and still have a successful business, but what happens is that that actually keeps you from fully engaging in it, fully enjoying it. You get more easily overwhelmed, stressed, tired. You might even get colds more often, like all of those things. So if your body isn't being well cared for on multiple levels, then it's really hard to see that business erupt into what it is that you have planned for it. And so when I say, you know, your body, I'm not just talking about what you eat, which is extremely important, but it's also about what you think. You know, you can, like I said, you can be eating all all the brown rice and broccoli you want, but if you are berating your body for not being a certain way, for not looking a certain way, for not acting a certain way, that comes across in how you represent your business. That keeps you from building the business that you want. And that is a connection that most people do not make. Like how is, how is me thinking about my body or not feeling good about my body impact my work? I mean, how could it not? Your body is the vehicle that gets you through this life. And if you don't like your vehicle, you've got a problem. Right. And so this seems to be a, a common practice. You know, especially, uh, I mean, is that, is that something, you know, for female entrepreneurs, this is, this is a common practice? and they Absolutely. I mean, most, yeah. I mean, again, if you're running a business, you have some pretty high ideas and you want to you wanna do a really good job. So women tend to throw their bodies under the bus. They, they stop eating well. They stop sleeping as much as they should. They start drinking more wine, and then they start feeling bloated, and then they're like, oh, my God, my jeans don't fit. I'm so fat. Um, you know, and... X, Y, and Z, and it kind of goes goes from there. And, you know, body body bashing or body berating, as I like to call it, is just just the simple act of thinking that you don't like what you're seeing. And everyone does this at least once a day, man, woman. Children, not so much because they – kids, I love kids. They always just think they're so great, you know. My, I know my kids do. Yeah, kids don't, kids don't know that they're not great because they are great. But somehow adults have this constant chatter that, like, they need to be, you know, molded or morphed into something. And if they don't or if they aren't, then something is seriously wrong. And that affects how you show up in the world in your entrepreneurship and in your business. Wow. So, you know, ultimately, you know, how you're thinking about your body and the success of your business, that connection there, I mean, they ultimately do influence each other. Is You know, that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. absolutely. And when I – no one talks about this. No one talks about this. Like, they, you know, people are like, yes, you have to work out, you have to eat well, but rarely are people talking about how – how what you eat, drink, and think affects your business. People never even consider it. Especially, I mean, that's I mean, people do bring professionals like myself in for corporate wellness, and I do a lot of corporate wellness. But that's different. It's not quite entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is really special because entrepreneurs want to do what they're doing, so they get overly passionate and then forget about all other aspects of themselves. All right. Well, so we've talked a little about a little bit about the RPM, uh, you know, in the AM. You know, what are you recommending to creating some kind of calm 
while, you know, maintaining and creating that success in your business? Well, during the day, besides besides RPM, which I think is great, I always tell my clients, especially if they have a hard time with getting up out of their chair if they work on the computer a lot, is to schedule in standing and breathing breaks. Because I'm sure you've noticed that like you'll go for a few hours and not even notice that you're not really breathing very deep. Like you're just taking super shallow breaths, which kind of keeps that the intense pace going, going, and going. So I also recommend to, if you can't remember, either do a sticky note on your computer which says, breathe, and mm-hmm. then everyone will think that you're kind of funny, but it doesn't matter, um, or get up, um, or schedule it into your calendar so that you actually do it. Number two is that remembering that no matter what, it's all going to be okay. I, and it's that simple, seriously. It's all going to be okay. Even if it doesn't get done, it's all going to be okay. Because you know, I, what's the worst that could happen? Well, and I think, yeah, people don't realize like how simple it really can be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of business, the worst that could happen is that someone gets mad at you and then goes all over social media and tells everyone that you should not be anyone who is worked with ever and that probably won't happen but even if it did people will forget quite quickly and when you lose one client you always gain another like that's just kind of the way it goes but we get so wrapped up in like freaking out that this all has to happen now go 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 that the calm is just forgotten about Right. And when you kind of amped up, and, and I think that was the, the issue or, or what I was talking about with your attitude on one of the posts on RNFM Radio, it was just really brief because I, I wanted people to just to tune in just to hear what you had to say and connect that way, um, was that your attitude is infectious, but it's not obnoxious in, in the sense that <laughs> – and, and I feel that way spending the last hour with you, um, you know, on the show – is that you, you know you have to remain infectious, you have to remain passionate, but yeah, don't go like zoom, 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 crazy, 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 because then people look at you like, oh my gosh, this person's talking to me about like health and wellness and self care, and, and they can't even like figure it out themselves. Oh my gosh, I say this all the time. You do not want a stressed out food and body coach. Like, I, you you don't want me to be a wild and crazy person. Like I'm I'm the, and I'm this hyper without caffeine. Like this is me au natural plus meditating. Love I mean, it. Yeah, seriously. But but you really want to be working with someone who walks their talk and you want to be someone who walks your talk as a health professional. Health is in the title of your job. You have to walk your talk because that's when people know that you're someone to listen to. And you want to be someone who people listen to. Right. Right. I I, I hear you. I hear you. Because it's interesting because I, I, I sometimes, at least the past like month, I've had a different situation where I have like multiple offices um, you know, that I go to and work. But lately, I haven't been in any one of the offices uh, in the last like month because I've been like on the go. And I know that people kind of look at me like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I've been working with them for years. But they think, oh, you know, he... You know he's pretty, uh, you know, great at advocating for people who, um, you know, need to take care of themselves and they need, you know, this care or this treatment or you know this plan or whatever. Um, but I know they're looking at me like, oh my gosh, he's driving himself in the ground. And, right. and I, I need, right. I, 
So when I'm on the road, so if I can't put a post-it or like a little sticky on my computer, I'm going to actually put something like on my steering wheel or have a reminder pop up and say, hey, dude, just breathe for a second. Catch yourself. Take a Um, breath. Yes, yes. No, it's it's so true. When you're not ventilating, I mean, it's like, you know, you're not really perfusing anything. You know, your brain is just kind of getting deprived of oxygen and what it needs, and you're just kind of like breathing shallow, rapid breaths. And, I mean, clinically speaking, that's not even healthy. I mean, we've got to, like, expand the chest and take a moment to, like, bring in that air. Of course, depending on where you live, hopefully your air quality is decent. Right. <laughs> Either way, just breathe in. You know, just put a mask breathe. On. Yeah, just put a mask on if you need to filter out some of that stuff. But whatever, just breathe in and out. So aside from, you know, the posted notes or, you know, little stickies and reminders, your support system, what what do you use? I mean, what, what support system do you have in place? Oh, my gosh. I have so many support systems in place. One is that I've got my physical support system, so that would be high-quality food. Like my food, my food is freaking stellar. My food is so good. And if you are, if anyone listening is into food, you can go to my blog at jamieliving.com and backslash blog, and there's so many great recipes of things that I eat all the time. But one is that my physical support, so food, I see a chiropractor, I see an acupuncturist, I have a doctor, like that is, that's my physical support. And then there's my business support. So I work. I get support from a business coach. I also have a group of amazing entrepreneurial women that they just rock. They are stellar and they are they're my women. They're driven, they're passionate, they're excited and they're doing brilliant things in the world. And then there's my emotional support which comes from my dearest friends and my family. And I think it's extremely important to have multiple levels of support, physical, business and emotional so that you're getting you're getting it from all sides, you know? No, I hear you. And it's I love the way you have it so well laid out. I mean, you know what you need to be successful when it comes to your support system. And that's fabulous that you you know it and you've executed it and you surround yourself with all of that to continue your success. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Thank so, you. Well, let's dive just for a moment a little deeper into your some of maybe your greatest fears and how you manage that fear. <laughs> I, well, I'm, you said greatest, so I just went balls to the wall. I was like, my greatest right. fear is dying. <laughs> like, wow. that is my greatest fear. My greatest fear is dying without really coming into everything that I have in my mind. So, like, being finished. Like, you're like, wait, no, hold on. I've got stuff. I don't think I'll ever be finished, but dying dying prematurely, I think, is like a big, I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do that. Less so about it ending and more so about like, no, I have like this impact that I want to make and I don't want it to be cut short. So so, so that's one. Um, But like something that's not as, as intense is I, even though I have a really strong core business, there's still like a little voice that sometimes comes in that's like, what if this all falls apart? Like, what if this all goes away? And what I do when those kinds of feelings come up is I meditate on it. Like, I really just sit and I'm like, okay, like, what's what's happening here? Because all that is is, like you said, it's just a deep fear. And many times our fears are unfounded and we just believe them because it's a story that we've been telling ourselves for so long. Right. 
So I really get in touch, so I meditate on it. I check in with my body. So where am I feeling this fear? Usually I feel the fear in my stomach or in my chest or in my shoulders. And what I do is I just put my hands on that spot and I breathe into it and I just think of like warm, soothing water, just kind of flushing that all out. Because I because you don't want that stuff stagnant in your body. I don't want fear stagnant in my body because I know what it does to me. It just stops me dead in my tracks. So I kind of move it out. And then, like I said before, I remember that no matter what, even if I were to lose it all tomorrow, it's okay because I can start again. Oh, there it is. Right there. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I can do it again. You reinvent yourself. You evolve. And you just, then you, you again, you go back to balls, to, you know, just like, I'm going to take it again. I mean, you know, pull, pull me down, push me down. You hit a wall and you're like, nope, I'm going back at this again. I'm dusting myself off, picking myself back up, bootstrapping it and getting you yeah. know, right in your face. And yeah, and I think, I think, I think, I really, really appreciate this question because Fear stops us. I mean, right, just done. You feel fear, you don't move. And people don't realize how strong they actually are. That it's not that fear is bad, but that you can actually use it to move you forward. Use it, you know, thank it for being there and use it as a ladder to climb up and out. Ah, girl, you were just hitting it. This is some good (laughs) stuff. For our community, I love it. I love it. Um, no, I mean you're definitely, you, you know, you're saying the right things, and and it's so true that I work. And again, it sounds like you do too. You know, you work with people who are ready just to launch something. The idea, they got this burning, they got this passion, they got this ready to go. And like, oh my gosh, uh, what if I fail? Like, you haven't even started yet. What do you mean exactly. Fail? You didn't even start. Execute. Um, and so. And in some situations, I mean, I've said, you know, my failures, I, I can measure my successes um, from that because I can say, oh, wow, you know, I thought I was, you know, doing it right, but I wasn't. I mean, that this is real success here and you, and you can measure it. I'm not saying like go out and fail, but, you know, we will uh, a few times. You, you probably will a few times. Um, but again, p- you know, true entrepreneur, pick yourself back up. We are very resilient. Well, and, you know, I have to say, you know, we're nurses, we're tough. But even if you're not a nurse, um, you know, we can, we, we can take a punch or two. And like I said, I've left plenty of appendages out there, you know, uh, with several of these, you know, projects. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know. But it's also about learning. I mean, every time you fail, find the gift. Right. Find the freaking gift. Where, where did this go wrong and why is that actually a good thing? Where did you dodge a bullet? Yeah. Yeah. Because often you did. Right. No, and, you know, you do. You have people say, like, oh, I ain't going to make no lemonade or where's the diamond? What are you talking about? I was like, mm-hmm. there is something good in there. There is something that you're going to take away from this, quote, unquote, failure. You know, one or two things that you're going to take away and do better and learn from it. So, Well, and that's a smart entrepreneur. I mean, right. honestly, like if you if you fail at something, and we all have small failures, but if you fail at something and you feel like, well, you know, you have a bad, honestly, attitude, you got a bad attitude about it, I promise you it's just going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Like the gift is what keeps it 
from happening again because you've learned right. the lesson, you've seen the gift, and now you know what to do for next time. Right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, you push me, I'm coming out. You know, I'm, right. you're coming out, <laughs> right. so take this, you know, take that, world. <laughs> Be successful. Exactly. Know. You know, but, well, so, you know, all right, so we talked about the fears and the and the business growth and sometimes maybe the lack thereof and it being gone tomorrow. So what projects do you have your hands in? You know, some things that are coming up, something that you want to talk about, promote. What are you working on, girl? What's coming up, you know, from jamieliving.com? Like, what are we going to be able to see? What are we going to see from you at, you know, the end of 20, you know, going into the end of 2012 and into 2013? What's happening? Right. So my the two big things that I'm most excited about is my frickin' rad. This is literally the title. I'm titling it the frickin' rad fall detox because that's just how I roll. Everything with me is rad. So it's it's ten days. It's a ten day detox where we take out sugar, caffeine, wheat, dairy, and alcohol. And we leave in all the fun. Okay, everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Oh, but yeah. it's actually how do you do that? a what? Yeah. No, I was gonna say, yeah, people. Are like, how do you do that? You it's know, how- actually really, really easy because I in in the detox you get it's ten days, and I give you ten days of menus, recipes. You get entire sheets that basically tell you go to the market and buy you know three cups of this, two pounds of that. Like it's really, really beautifully laid out. And then there are calls that go along with the detox to explain why it is that we're taking these foods out, what the benefit is, and what they were doing to your body and how you're going to be feeling now that they're out. And then there, there are other calls that then talk about now that, now that the food is beginning to clear out, what are those emotions? What are the toxic truths? I, I call them toxic truths, these, these really toxic thoughts that we like to think are true that aren't actually true. Right. That was yeah. actually one of the things that I quoted, those toxic truths. You were so right. The things that just get in our way, and they're like, yeah. why is that in your way? What do you mean I, that's well, in your way? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we, but we, we love to think, we love to believe that whatever we think is true, and that is absolutely the opposite. Whatever, sometimes what we think is not true. It's completely made up in our brains. And so we get, I get into that as well. Of like, now that we've gotten rid of the physical toxicity of the food, now we've got to get into the emotional toxicity of what's keeping you stuck in your body. And then the third call is all about reintegration. Now that you've taken these foods out, how do you bring them back in? And how do you know what to bring back in? And how do you know how to feel when they come back in? So we get into all of that. And um, so I'm really excited about that. That's starting... Um, the week of Halloween, I think I mentioned. But if you want information, mm-hmm. if you just go to jamieliving.com and sign up for the free updates, you'll get all the information on that. And then in the spring, I'm launching my Get Your Body On Board program, which is all about women who want to get their body on board for their big plans. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's thrilling. It's well. So, so again, my women know that they have a lot to do in this world, and they're excited, and they're driven, and they're passionate. But what what they tell themselves about their body and what they eat and kind of the emotional side of food keeps them from moving forward. And what I find is that these women are are twofold. Either they are brand new entrepreneurs and they're feeling stuck and because they feel stuck they tend to not eat so well because, you know, they get emotionally wrapped up and all of a sudden ice cream is sounding really good. 
or they already are successful entrepreneurs and they're finding that the way that they treat their body is keeping them from enjoying all the success that they have. Right. I mean, isn't it amazing to hear those stories where people are self-employed entrepreneurs and, you know, people are like, oh, gosh, you must have a wonderful life. Are you kidding me? You know, and you just feel like awful and just, again, like I said, crotchety and, you know, fussy pants and stuff. It happens all the time. And the the most important thing about entrepreneurship is remembering that it's about freedom. You know, and the Get Your Body Back on Board program is about that. It's about finding freedom in your body, freedom in your food, and freedom in your business so you can take it to the next level. Right, right. Now, amen, sister. Um, this this is all good stuff. This is so, just so good. I can't wait. I, I'm not going to necessarily be there in person, but I, I just can't wait for these things to launch. And you well, did, they're all you know. online, actually, so... Oh, okay. So jamieliving.com to find out more information, sign up for her newsletter, um, you know, get out there, make a change, you know, affect change in your life, move the needle, make an impact, get involved, get engaged and in the game, uh, especially with Jamie. So, you know, so we talked about a few of the projects. So, you know, rounding out here, Jamie, how can we find you? So we've got jamieliving.com. Where else? Because I know you're in. You're you were in my face when I saw you uh, on YouTube and Vimeo. Where else can we find you? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of everywhere. Yeah, so I'm I'm on Vimeo at Jamie Living, uh, YouTube, which is Jamie Living, I think. But a lot of it is on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook okay. and you go to the Jamie Living fan page, become a fan, and that's how you're going to get all of my great information. And then I'm also on Twitter at Jamie Living. Fantastic. So all of our listeners out there, the community, um, whether you're listening live or archived, it's never too late to follow Jamie. I mean, we're going to be continuing to promote this show out there. Um, and, and certainly you can follow her on Twitter and, of course, Facebook. And quite frankly, I mean, just looking you up, uh, you know, with Jamie Living. I mean, you're out there. You are in people's grills. Yeah, no, you can't. If You can't miss me. I mean, by my hair alone, you can't miss me. I don't want to miss you. I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Like I said, as as we as we wind down here on the show, I'm going to be missing you. You know, this interview's been wonderful. Um, you know, Thank it's so you. funny because my wife Katie, um, I have to say, you talk about your hair. I certainly, she's very sensitive. She's got the curls too. Same oh come thing. on! You tell her to call me. You got to love your curls. Oh you gotta, man! You have to own that. She wants to straighten her hair, the chemical oh. this and the flat iron this, and I'm like, oh honey. I love her curls. I do. Please have her call me. We will have a curl conversation. She, I'm telling you, she's a great writer. And she had, you know, she did this blog post about the curl crisis. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, around her birthday, it's the whole thing. Every time her birthday comes up, maybe I should get that straightening. She's done it like once. And it ruined her hair. And I just, I don't know. I love, honey, Katie, I love your curls. And, you know, Jamie, (laughs) your curls. You're embracing them, and I think you know because she's always like looking. Is my does my hair look like hers? Are my curls like that? And I'm like, is that a bad thing or a good thing if I say yes or no? I know it's scary, right? What? You're like, I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah, oh, it's just they're beautiful. I, I I like, I love curly hair, and again, I I embrace her curly hair, and I'm glad that you embrace your curly hair. So yeah, I'll have to connect you too when it talks when talk about curls. We can we can have a little a little curl a little curl chat. How to embrace it. Well, Jamie, I have to say you are a, such a lovely person, a wonderful person, uh, making an impact, making things happen You know, for you and for other women and adventurous men out there. That's right. Um, 
making it happen, moving the needle, affecting change. Everyone out there in the community, listeners, you can catch her again at jamieliving.com and certainly look her up on Facebook. Subscribe to newsletters, get her on Twitter at Jamie Living. Uh, and we've been retweeting out. And again, one of my colleagues and friends out there at Nurse Friendly, Andrew Lopez, has certainly been uh, helping me out here on Twitter. So you'll probably see a lot of retweets out there, Jamie. Um, awesome. But I've loved uh, this little over an hour now, about an hour and 20 minutes live here on the show. Thank you so much for being on the show, and I hope that you would be willing to bring you and your curls back on the show, hopefully in 2013, as more projects become, you know, just just totally rad and, and freaking ginormous as I think <laughs> you, you can bring. You can bring it, girl. I know you can. I um, certainly can. Yeah, please. I'd be happy to be on anytime. This was this is a lot of fun. So thank you awesome. so much, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's not a problem, Jamie. The pleasure was mine. And Keith, I'm gonna rub it in. I'm gonna be doing a little ribbon, a little elbowing, like, hey buddy, you know, sorry you missed this one. But uh he'll certainly check out the, the archive listens, uh for sure. And uh make sure to make that next show that we have with you. So all of my listeners out there, Jamie, I want to uh, bid you a good evening, and again, thank you so much, and I can't wait to see what you've got exploding over there on jamieliving.com. It's been a real pleasure, truly. Thank you so much. All right. You have a good evening, and I will definitely catch you on the flip-flop. So definitely. Take care. All, All right. right. Take care. Oh, my goodness. That's truly was what a great show i thought it was a great show of course it's just me here uh and again keith brother i've I've certainly missed you uh as my sidekick here kind of having a dialogue uh but jamie uh, you and i I think held it together quite well i think actually this is my first show flying solo without keith or any other uh co-host uh you know along for the ride so I've really appreciated this opportunity to spend it with Jamie this evening. And, of course, with all of you out there, the listeners, um, the community, it's been amazing, Uh, the growth of RN.FM Radio. And having someone as dynamic as Jamie, we've had had some tremendous guests on, don't get me wrong. I loved all the guests, and and certainly having Jamie on as a non-nurse, broadening our horizons, our scope, and our reach. Uh, we hope to have more individuals out there uh, doing you know, very similar things or something even totally different than what Jamie does and, and again, some of our other guests. So uh, certainly catch us again you know, here on Blog Talk Radio uh, forward slash RNFM Radio. You can certainly listen to Jamie again all you want. You can get more Jamie uh, here on Blog Talk Radio, RN.FM Radio, and certainly on iTunes. Uh, you, can, you can catch us there. Uh, RNFM Radio, all one word under podcasts. And again, if you want more Jamie, just go to jamieliving.com. Of course, Keith, Keith Carlson, uh, at, uh, you can catch him at Nurse Keith and uh, Facebook.com, of course. You can catch uh, Nurse Keith Coaching out there. And you can catch me, Kevin Ross, at Innovative Nurse and Twitter at Innovative Nurse. Again, Andrew Lopez from uh, Nurse Friendly, at Nurse Friendly on Twitter. And, of course, hashtag uh, NurseUp, his NurseUp movement. And he's been out there tweeting, retweeting, and pushing things out there for me. Thank you so much, uh, Andrew, for spending this evening with us uh, as we have brought you, I hope, some wonderful content. Again, with uh, Jamie uh, G. Dougherty from jamieliving.com. 
So I'll be signing off and can't wait to catch you again next week uh, with our dynamic guest. I don't even have the guest lineup. I do apologize. What you're going to have to do is what? Tune in? Of course. So we will be seeing you again. Keith will be here next Monday. Um, and just be ready to listen to some uh, great content out there. All right, listeners. I've said enough. Jamie said enough. Well, I don't think Jamie said enough. I think she and I could probably keep going. But I'll just go ahead and cut it there. Thanks again, everyone. And we will be catching you next week.